Hello, my name is Adrian Goldberg and welcome to the latest episode of When Sky Invented Football. Football viewed from the wrong end of a rolled up fanzine. This time the fiendishly difficult question facing the game's administrators in a time of coronavirus. When and how can the season be resumed? And what if it can't be? How can issues of promotion and relegation be sorted? Should we just scrap the campaign altogether, declare it null and void? That's already been done at the lower levels of the English men's and women's games, albeit not without protest. To discuss all of these issues, I've got Chris Lepkowski with me. Chris is a sports journalism lecturer at Birmingham City University. He's also seen football from the inside. He used to work at West Bromwich Albion as part of their media team. And like me, he is a baggy supporter. Right now, I don't think we know when football can resume. You know, you've got the issue of contracts. Take Matthias Pereira, for instance. You know, he's on loan. At West Brom, yeah. Yeah, he's not the only one. There's a, a, a couple of us and they're due to go back at the end of May, at the end of the season. So what happens there? And there's a whole thing around conditioning as well. I, I, I read one sports scientist saying that uh, for every day of isolation or of no exercise, you needed to add the same number of days in order for a player to be fit for a season. So Two weeks in isolation is effectively a month until you're ready to play, and and that pushes everything back. And it's it's just such a, a difficult one to call. And I, I fully understand apprehension of Albion fans, of Leeds fans, and and probably you know supporters of all clubs who have something riding on this particular season ending. Really, yeah. And if you're a Liverpool fan, I mean, Liverpool have been the best team probably of the Premier League era or the team who have been better than their rivals by the biggest margin of any team in the Premier League era. Uh, And yet, if the season were called null and void, (laughs) that's it. Bye-bye, Liverpool. Bye-bye, your long-awaited Premier League title. Well, it would be interesting to know Jurgen Klopp's views on this. He's been quite... um pragmatic about the closure of the football season in terms of wanting to give practical advice to people and and a sympathetic ear but by his own admission he's a bad loser so how he would react if Liverpool were to be denied that trophy remains to be seen but you're absolutely right I mean Liverpool have been streets ahead of everybody else and whether that's you know, whether that sums up the, the rest of the league or Liverpool's dominance, perhaps a bit of both. Um, but yeah, they'd be absolutely sickened, I think, if they were to miss out on this. Yeah, so the, the idea it was floated, I saw in The Independent, that clubs would be kept in isolation mm. and then they might play, they'd have their own separate camps, it'd be a bit of a, like a, a World Cup setup, and they'd play a lot of matches in a very short period of time behind closed doors, maybe over June and July, I think was the suggestion. Has that got any legs, do you think? I don't know. I mean, I, I understand this want to to put football on, uh, if nothing more than for public morale, to be honest, because I think we're all, you know, within a week or so, we're going to be seriously suffering with cabin fever. But there are practicalities to it. I mean, to put a football match on, regardless of the venue, you need medical assistance. You need some kind of, whether it's uh, paramedics or uh, of some sort. Now, can football really be seen to be dragging paramedics away from 
vital coronavirus work to to police football matches. You know, there's the match officials who presumably have to be then kept away and isolated somewhere. Presumably, media would be allowed in, certainly broadcasters would be. So you'd have to make provisions for them. It's, It's a really utopian solution to all of this. Whether it's practical, I don't think it is. I mean, I would like to think it could be done, but it just, you know, when you think of the the amount of work and and the the practicalities of staging tournaments, which is effectively what this feels like with camps set up, clubs spending weeks in hotels, it's a really nice idea, but I just can't see how it would work practically. Yeah, so uh, in that scenario... Every person involved in the match, not just the players from the respective teams, but the match officials, the broadcasters, the media, presumably would have to be kept in the same kind of isolation. And as you say, there'd be the moral question of whether you can take resources away from the front line of the NHS at a Mm. time when, to put it bluntly, people are dying of coronavirus. you can easily see the scope for a backlash there. Absolutely. And the other thing, you know, we've got to consider is these players won't have played for several weeks. I could imagine a scenario where teams are losing players quite swiftly to injury. What happens with those players? Do they stay cooped up in a hotel? If a player breaks his leg, where does he get medical treatment from without being subjected to a hospital that's dealing with coronavirus it just doesn't seem like a very practical solution to me it's a great idea i just cannot see how it would be delivered to the satisfaction of the pfa and the league managers association because without wishing to be you know as an example without wishing to be rude to roy hodgson he's a 71 to 72 year old guy you know he's a vulnerable member of the society what happens in that instance, for instance, does he take charge of Crystal Palace during that period or does he hand over to one of his younger coaches? You know, there are all these things to consider. And, of course, the horrible thing is that this also attacks people with underlying health conditions and none of us know. You know, footballers don't know if they've got a condition. So it sounds like a really grand, brilliant idea, but it, there are a lot of questions to to be answered, I think, before it can get anywhere near being delivered. And then you've got the question then, if that's a no-go in your view, you've got what options then? You've got the option to delay the season for as long as it takes and simply say that this season, the 2019-20 season, whenever we are all safe to resume our normal lives, will be picked up and it could be done in a relatively short period of time, having allowed the players at least a couple of weeks to get some kind of basic fitness up. Who knows, that might not be until October, November, before you could be completing the season. Obviously, that then has a knock-on effect for next season, which, bear in mind, also have to finish in time for the Euros, which have already been postponed. You could be talking about a really really late end to this season, a really late start to the following season. Again, I mean, is that practical? Is that a goer? It's really hard to, to know until until we know roughly when life can resume. I mean, you mentioned the football calendar. 
actually one of the things that might help us is that the next World Cup will be played during the winter. So there is an opportunity perhaps to reconfigure the, the when we play our football, you know, effectively maybe even make it a summer sport until that World Cup has been played out and then maybe revert back. I don't know. I, I don't know if the, again, those the practical issues around that, such as contractual problems, etc., and and the fact that there are other sports. I, I can't imagine the county cricket clubs would be pleased to have football raining on their parade and, and other sports that rely on an audience during the summer. But th- there have to be considerations made. I think what's very clear is that the longer this season, or the rather the longer we go without a ball being kicked again, I think the more likely it is that they will probably have to find a way of, of ending this season. And, and then they have to decide whether we count positions based on points, on average points, or even whether the draconian nuclear option of completely voiding the season. And of course, at, at non-league and in women's football below the Super League and the women's championship, that nuclear option has already taken place. And a few days ago, I spoke to G Thacker, from Stourbridge Ladies, and she told me about the devastation of learning that her season's efforts would count for nothing. Her team have played 14 matches, 100% record, scored 95, conceded just two. They could still get pipped by their local rivals, Kidderminster Harriers, who've got games in hand because they've had a weather-ravaged winter. But even so, the idea for G that the season might end up counting for nothing, is one that is really hard to swallow. Oof, I won't lie, I cried. He's put a lump in my throat now knowing I've got to talk about it. I cried because all of us, we've literally put blood, sweat and tears into this season. Not not just the players, the management, the club, the chairman, everybody involved. We We put our heart and soul into this season, but at the end of the day, we just, everybody's health is the main thing, so it, it doesn't stop it being really disheartening, though. But you would have liked to have seen the season delayed, wait until it's safe, and then if you have to bash on through then from ending this season, maybe this season won't finish until August or September, but do that and then pretty much carry on straight away into next season so that the, the integrity of this year's competition is maintained. Yeah, I really think think that I don't think I'm just saying that because I'm sitting pretty at top of the league I really think that just for the sport and for what's right I think we should have been given the opportunity to finish this so should Kidderminster Harriers and and every other team in all the other leagues suffering right now clearly G is devastated by the prospect of the season being null and void you can imagine the squeals the howls from the likes of Liverpool from the likes of Leeds any team that might have something going for it this season if the season is just declared over. A part of me wonders whether they are testing the water here. I'm sure that might be just a cynic in me, but there has been a big reaction to this and a, a fairly angry reaction. I don't think it's a decision they need to make yet. In terms of the pro clubs, you mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You you almost wonder whether they're sizing up the reaction to this particular decision by the steps three to seven clubs being null and void. 
their season's been null and void. You almost wonder whether they're just having a look at that and thinking, well, look at the reaction to that. If we start doing this at the pro level, we are going to be really, really causing a real stir here. The final decision on that has to be made by the FA Council, although clearly it's the recommendation, the desire of the FA uh, to do this. But 66 clubs have signed a letter of protest to the FA Council asking for them to think again. So clearly there's a backlash from teams who've put in seven months of real hard effort this season. So if they're going to get the backlash from clubs at level three to seven and and below women's super league and championship, they're certainly going to get it from professional clubs, aren't they? Absolutely. And, you know, it's important to differentiate between suspending a season or ending a season and, and then the, the option of completely pretending it didn't exist. I mean, what do the broadcasters do? The broadcasters have pumped in a lot of money for a product that hasn't been delivered. Football fans have paid a lot of money for season tickets to watch football that ultimately won't exist in the history books. It will be have a big asterisk next to it. And those are the kind of things, really, that the authorities need to, to bear in mind. Are we... If we are to end the season at some point very soon, then the decision needs to be made about how they carve the positions up. I don't think it would be fair to null and void the campaign. I'm not speaking here as a a West Brom fan, but a football fan in general and, and a football fan who believes there should be integrity about a competition. Um, that you invest time and money into, I think it would be the wrong decision to just declare the whole thing as a as a null uh, scenario. I really do. So the options are then, if we can't pick up the threads of this season anytime soon, perhaps to just say the league table as it is, rough and ready, because of course all the matches haven't been played, you just take the tables as they are, or you take some kind of average of points earned so far this season and work out a final league table based on that. Even then, there will be clubs, I'm sure, particularly clubs who fear relegation, but who perhaps might have been having a a good run of late. You know, you think of clubs in the the Premier League, maybe Watford, um, who think, well, you know, we'd have a chance of staying up. Bournemouth, we'd have a chance of staying up, but who nevertheless might get relegated with all of the financial implications of that for leaving the Premier League. Who knows, maybe launching some kind of legal challenge? And that's the thing, isn't it? You know, the the one certainty in all of this is that sports lawyers are are going to make a lot of money out of it. Now, you you know, that's a really interesting point because actually these non-league clubs haven't got the clout to do anything about this. But an Aston Villa who who stand to lose £200 million of revenue for relegation, they have got the clout, you know, and, and they will pursue it. I'm sure they would. It wouldn't look very good. I don't think there'd be an appetite within the game for them uh, for it to be pursued. But their feeling would be, well, why should we be missing out here? You know, we could have gone on a run in those final few games and, and gone above some of the other clubs. You know, they've got West Ham to play yet. Who's to say that West Ham won't already be relegated by that final game of the season? Or, you know, the opposite could be true. You know, Villa could lose a few and still get relegated. We, we don't know. But the fact is that by leaving it in limbo, you don't really, you, you're not protecting those clubs. And, and that's something that will come into it. And I think you're absolutely right that the threat of legal action is, is a, a really real one. 
My thanks there to Chris Lepkowski and also to G Thacker from Stourbridge Ladies Football Club, who are one of the 66 clubs protesting against the FA's plan to null and void the season. Do follow me on Twitter at Goldberg Radio and stay tuned for more episodes of When Sky Invented Football. Cheers.